and uh, so I encourage you, if you haven't been with us or you're visiting with us, don't, don't feel like, oh, I've missed something. I'm going to do a quick catch-up, but just an opportunity to be able to, I guess, uh, bring this one to a conclusion. The core five, which is the, the five values of the Baptist Association of New South Wales and the ACT. And it's an opportunity for us to think about what are the things that, that we value, what are the things that help us in the decisions we, we make and how we, we operate as a, as a church. So I'm just going to pray, then we're going to do a quick recap and then we're going to dig into how about that. So Heavenly Father, we just pray that as we spend a moment just reflecting listening talking reading your word we pray that by your spirit you will just be uh, directing traffic so to speak you'll be working in our minds and in our hearts and that you will get rid of those things that distract so just along to one side those things that distract help us just to be focused in what it is that you would have for us uh, this morning and we pray this in Jesus name uh, amen. Now, I hope that you've, uh, have you all got a, a study guide? Study guide. Now, we've been putting these together. Whenever we do a sermon series, we put a study guide together. Um, it's, it's helpful that if, um, you know, you're in a, in, a, in a study group, in a growth group that is following the sermon series, this is a, a guide to all of this, but we find a number of folk who use these um, as on their individual quiet time or just as an opportunity to recap on um, the sermon this morning. So an opportunity just to, to digest what's happening there. So look, um, I'm just going to do a quick recap. This is the fifth uh, value of the, uh, the Baptist Association. And for the last number of weeks, we've been looking at a number of them. And the first one we looked at was Christ-centered. Remember a few weeks back, we looked at what does it mean to be Christ-centered? And, and, and essentially what we're, we're saying is that if one of your values is being Christ-centered, is that you intentionally place Christ at the center of everything that you do. So all the decisions that we make, everything that we do surrounds um, our adoration and, and worship of Christ, okay? We, uh, with, with regard to decisions and with regard to everything. So that's Christ-centered. That's what we looked at uh, a number of weeks ago. After that, we looked at mission-shaped. And essentially, when you have a value that's mission-shaped, essentially that means that we're not, we're not here just for ourselves. The reason why we continue to, to live on this planet Earth after we become followers of Jesus is just not so we can live comfortable lives. We live it for others. We live it to influence others towards Christ. And so that was the question we raised, is, is being mission-shaped part of our, our value? Thirdly, we looked at what it means to be relationally committed. We don't live on an island, we live in community and we're created by God to be in community with one another, to be committed in love to one another. Do we value and do we serve each other? Do we place relationships? Are relationships more important than programs and buildings and structures and the like? And the strength of a church to a, to a large extent is the relationships we have with one another. True? If we've got good, strong, committed relationships, invariably we'll have a good, strong church. Uh, and then uh, a couple of weeks ago, we looked at what we're meant to be people 
empowering. <clears throat> Steve brought this one to us. Should be one of our greatest motivators that as a church continues to operate, we should be continuing to look at empowering people into leadership and into service. So um, empowering the next generation, empowering people to, to serve. It shouldn't revolve around one or two people, raising up leaders and innovators. And today, today is the final one that's called partnership oriented. Partnership oriented. Now, what does this mean? Now, um, the as part of this value within our within our association, they came up with three subpoints, and I'm going to explore these three subpoints, and more or less just going to have an opportunity to reflect on what they mean. So, when we talk about being partnership oriented, the first subpoint is this: recognizing and celebrating God at work, both within and beyond our movement. Now, when we use the word movement, we're talking about the family of Baptist churches, either in this local region or generally across this state, but then you could say across the nation or around the world. But what we're saying here is that we're going to recognize and celebrate, celebrate what God is doing both within the family of Baptist churches, but also outside of that as well. You know that when we get to heaven, there's not just a special section in heaven set aside for Baptists. You knew that, didn't you? That when we get to heaven, we're going to be all in there together, aren't we not? We're going to be enjoying eternity with Christ together with all of the people who identify with Christ. We might as well start practicing that now, hey? And even though we naturally connect with people we identify and out of for convenience and whatever, we, 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 we gather in, in particular um, movements or denominations or families, we have to have that as the bigger picture. And I think one of the biggest disappointments of, of the local church is we, when we get so inwardly looking, the only thing that we're going to recognize and celebrate is what happens within, say, for example, these four walls. You know what I mean? It's a bit sad, really, isn't it, if that's all there was? And it's, it's, it's great when we were able to sort of look beyond that and sort of see that God is just as active outside of these four walls and with other people and other movements and other churches and the like. Because so often, I think we get, get a little bit insecure and so we only just look at you know, what's happening within our own little family. If we are Christ-centered, we need to recognize and celebrate what God is doing everywhere. Doesn't mean that we, you know, we're going to necessarily agree with every follower of Jesus in every aspect of everything that they do believe and practice and whatever. But if they belong to Jesus, we should be celebrating everything that is happening there. Now, I'm just going to give you a quick snapshot. Now, whenever I do these, it's in danger of limiting the, the, the bigger picture. But for example, We've got some partnerships within our movement. Now, the first one I've already mentioned is the Baptist Association of New South Wales and the ACT. 350 churches that we're, uh, we're joining with, we celebrate with and everything. We've got the Northern Rivers Baptist Churches, uh, which is, um, this is the area that I oversee. And it's 10 churches within our region from Tweed Heads down to Grafton and out to Casino. And there's these 10 churches. And we, we celebrate and work together and we seek to encourage one another. Now, some of you may think, 
where's Steve and Erica this morning? This is a great point. They are down at Lower Clarence Baptist Church. They are down there supporting the work down there. And so Steve is preaching and they're looking at having a meeting afterwards and discuss opportunities for, for health and vitality within Lower Clarence Baptist Church. We, we celebrate that. We celebrate the opportunity to connect. As it was just a couple of weeks ago, I was at Alstonville Baptist Church. They had a special service, uh, the winding up of a pastor there, and it was an opportunity for me to, to go over and support and, and celebrate and uh, give encouragement to uh, that church over there. And of course, you would know that um, we have a long-standing relationship with, with Baptist care. So whether it's through the Maranoa nursing homes or the social and affordable housing down in Dib Street or whether it's through our trailer, the barbecues that we're, we're running and we'll be running in a couple of weeks' time doing mobile food banks or whether we had the food bank out in the hall post-flood. This partnership we had with, with Baptist care and it's a fantastic opportunity and we celebrate not only what's happening with the things that we've got our fingers in but right across uh the uh the the the, the nation really or the state it's interesting i got a a phone call uh this week from molong the pastor of molong baptist church you know you know where molong is they've been smashed this last week they had water come through and most of the businesses in their town have been um being decimated now that's one town out of how many out in the central west areas and south of the state and and the like he gives me a call apparently i'm an expert in flood recovery you know like i live in lismore it makes me an expert but here's the thing he comes to me and he says we've just had this happen over the last couple of days what do i do what do i focus on now I haven't written a manual let me tell you that and I don't know but just an opportunity to be able to connect with a fellow pastor in another church normally I just let him mind his own business or whatever but suddenly we've got this connection haven't we and I'm sort of saying look this is what we did this is what worked for us he said you know do you run special church services do you do this do you do that do you whatever and I'm just sort of saying look just trying to connect those dots with what's going to work with him in that region i i reckon i was just as blessed as as he was to be able to connect with 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 the pastor of molong baptist give some encouragement and be encouraged as well that here's people out there in the middle of challenging circumstances seeking to be the, the light and the salt of christ in that community now you wouldn't normally use the word celebrate but identifying with what's happening with others praying for them at this time as well so there's just a, a snapshot of what's happening within our family of baptist churches so we're we're celebrating what's happening within our movement but outside of that as well now you would know and and we've, we've talked about this on a number of occasions that we have what's called the lismore ministers fellowship and to a to a, to a certain extent doug and joy have come here specifically in the ministry of of primary school scripture but really being um, overseen by the Lismore Ministers Fellowship which is the group of churches um, within Lismore that come together to once again do the same thing recognize and celebrate what God is doing across the whole family of churches now that's good isn't it and and it ought to be good because for many many years up until it recently our, our lovely Jim Gallagher was actually president of that Lismore Ministers Fellowship up until just a, a year or two ago and so 
Jim, now Jim is not here because I think he was, but I think he's gone down to the soup kitchen to preach down there. Another one of those partnerships that we celebrate outside of our movement. How many threads are there? But if Jim, Jim was here, I, I would I'd love to, you know, get him to have a chat about why, why would you do something like this, invest your time in a, a fellowship of ministers across the city? And I'm sure he'd say something along the lines of, it's so important to get the whole body of Christ together, to celebrate and recognize what God is doing instead of being limited by our own four walls. Now, I've just put words in Jim Gallagher's mouth. I hope he's not going to be offended by that. But do you see what I mean? And then, of course, we've got Real, the Religious Education Association of Lismore. We've got Primary Scripture. We've got a number of organizations that are, that are, are working within our city and our region 21 schools 21 schools all around. this is more than just Lismore this is a, a whole region we need to recognize and celebrate what it is that God is doing now it wouldn't be a sermon unless I have a bible passage would it this is pointing me to Acts 14 so what I want you to do is grab your bibles um, I'm not going to put it up on the screen today um, so I'm going to get you to either get to your Bibles or your app on your phone or whatever it is. And Acts 14, 21 to 28. Acts 14, 21 to 28. Now, this is a passage about Paul and Barnabas. You know about Paul and Barnabas? They've been going here, there and everywhere, right across the, 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 the near and far east to um, present the gospel, essentially, but start churches as well. And I'm just going to pick this up at the end of chapter 14 as they come to the end of their first missionary journey. Okay? So starting at verse 21. They, now that's Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel in the city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committing, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From Italia, they sailed back to Antioch where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered a church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. Now, I must admit that I was, as I started to look at, at, at partnerships, particularly in the book of Acts, I was overwhelmed with the number of examples of of, of partnerships between churches and between church leaders, between Paul, etc., etc. Here's one example of where Paul and Barnabas gathered these church leaders together after they had been sharing the gospel, building churches, and gathering together to essentially recognize and celebrate what God has done. And we can see here. In verse 27 is where I want to particularly zero in on. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done. So it seems like in the first instance, for Paul, 
the first instance is this vertical thing between Paul and God what God had done so there's a vertical thing recognizing that any good work can only be done through God we, we all agree with that don't we but then there's an aspect of all of this what God had done through them and how he had opened up a door of faith to the Gentiles so there's a horizontal aspect here where where Paul recognizes that all of these people are, are fellow workers the word fellow workers we pick up in second Corinthians you'll see that in your study guide fellow workers is a horizontal aspect in all of this as well we give praise to God for what he has done but we celebrate across the board with what God has done in others as well do you understand the importance of vertical give praise to God celebrate with others so as what Paul and Barnabas have done in this situation here we could do the same thing couldn't we we could say what God has done in Lismore I think particularly post flood and we probably ha- we've only probably got a, this much of all of the stories of what God has done through people and he's still doing post flood we give God the glory for what he has done you understand vertical but we also need to say we celebrate with all of the other churches and all of the other movements Christian agencies we had numerous Christian agencies coming into Lismore and assisting and making themselves available we recognize and celebrate all of that how important is that we do that not just limiting ourselves to what we have done within these four walls so it doesn't matter whether you're reading the letter to the Philippians or Thessalonians or Corinthians we see throughout all of that the celebration of what God is doing across his wider church so that's the first point that I think we need to make the second one is this partnering with like-minded bodies in the mission of God both locally and globally now are you aware that Lismore Baptist Church can't reach every single person on the face of the earth were you aware of that now God can do amazing things through very limited people I don't think it's on his agenda to reach every single person even within this community of Lismore through Lismore Baptist Church did that burst your bubble or or what um no because we're part of his body we're not the body we're part of that body and there are numerous people and organizations that are conducting the mission of God both locally and globally now in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 Acts chapter 1 verse 8 it's it's listed there in your in your study guide Jesus was commissioning the disciples and he said you're going to be my witnesses firstly where Acts chapter 1 verse 8 firstly Jerusalem but you're not only going to be a witness in Jerusalem you're also going to be your a witness where Judea and then Samaria and then to the ends of the earth wherever the end of the earth if you know the earth is a globe there's no end to the earth is there you knew that didn't you just keeps going around around so in other words globally globally now when you look at that what he's really saying is you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem in the town in which we are right now so locally you're going to be my witnesses locally Judea that wasn't a town it was a region so you're going to be my witnesses within this region let's let's say for example the northern rivers you're going to be my witnesses 
You're also going to be my witnesses in Samaria. Now, some of you would know that um, the, the, the Jews and the Samaritans, they didn't connect naturally. They, different culture, different people, and they had a bit of indifference towards them as well. So they're people who are very different to them. So we're going to be witnesses to people who are not like us. <laughs> people who are very different to us. That's right. There's plenty of those around here, isn't it? I'm not going to name names. Um, and of course, then the ends of the earth. Now, Jesus has commissioned us to be witnesses Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. In other words, let's contextualize it. Lismore, Northern Rivers, Samaritans, whatever that may be, and to the ends of the earth. Now, we recognize, can we do all of that on our own? No. So we recognize that a level of partnership is required in order for that to be achieved. If he has commissioned us, it's, it's all of us in together. Now, just once again, as a little bit of an example, although it's certainly not going to be limited to, here's some suggestions. We're involved in an organization called Baptist World Aid. They're doing some fantastic stuff right around the world in, in areas where... Uh, there's a lot of issues, struggles, trauma, and the like. We've actually got a speaker there. Was actually had Nathan Reed just this time before Christmas last year, and we've got another one coming on the 18th of December. He's going to be talking about Baptist World Aid. Of course, we we don't have to. Um, we wouldn't go very far without talking about Mia, the Mission in Action uh, home in uh, Nakuru, Kenya. Ivan was just here last Sunday uh, talking about uh, his the, the, the ministry that God set up. We're in partnership. With, with the Mia ministry. Compassion. A number of you have got compassion children. We are a, in a partnership with the Compassion Australia and then there's Baptist Mission Australia in which have missionaries all over the world. And these are organisations that we're in partnership with. Now there's also organisations, like I sort of said, um, Jim and Ruth are just down at One in Christ in the soup kitchen as we speak right now in partnership with a different group of people. How important are these partnerships? We need these people. Like, for example, we need someone like Ivan to be doing what Ivan's done, although he's got these challenges at the moment, just as much as Ivan needs us. We need each other in order to be able to achieve the, the call that Christ gave to the early disciples, which are still as relevant today to be witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth who are we partnering with in each of these spaces and I've given you a little bit of a, a clue they're just a, an opportunity to think um, in your study guide there where are those partnerships in those spaces and it leads me to the last point the last point of being partnership oriented and it says this evidence by mutual respect healthy dialogue and where appropriate appropriate resource sharing and the development of common goals now that sounds pretty pretty wordy let me kind of unpack that a little bit many times we only think of partnerships in terms of other christians now these first two points we looked at we looked at churches agencies and the like that are that are obviously christian what opportunities are there to partner with people and organizations say for example within lismore that may not necessarily be Christian and it, it, it's not in any way going to 
allow us to lose our focus on the mission of God. Now, what I want to do is I want to read another passage to you, and this one is from 1 Peter chapter 2. So I want you to grab your Bibles again, and this is another passage. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 to 17. And Peter writes this. He says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of wrongdoing, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honour the emperor. Now, this on so many levels is is quite confronting because you know what it's, it's quite easy for us to retreat within the walls of our church because the world out there thinks very differently than what we do true and so it'd be very easy to say we're not going to involve ourselves with anybody else and if people walk inside this door here we'll tell them the gospel but uh, we don't want to do any more than than that what does this passage say to you about us here in in Lismore? And I particularly at verse 17 where it says that we show respect to our community to everyone. Now without compromising our mission and our values, I think it is it quite possible. And we see stories throughout the book of Acts and there's too many numerous ones to to highlight here but here's what Peter is saying here is we can show respect to everybody we can maintain a solid commitment to our focus of being Christ-centered we're not going to budge from that to be mission-shaped which means that we are unapologetically seeking to be witnesses whether it's Jerusalem, Judea, you know, Lismore, Northern Rivers, whatever we're going to remain committed to that But in all of this, looking at ways in which we can live good lives amongst those round about us. Now, I I actually think that this has been highlighted through the last eight or nine months of the flood in Lismore. That we were walking shoulder to shoulder with agencies such as health services and police the police force and uh, local media and local government and local businesses in order to connect with people who are traumatized from the flood now it doesn't mean that we need to sign on the dotted line to say that we're not going to you know proselyze or we're not going to we're going to you know deny christ or whatever we're not doing any of that because we can still be who we are the, the church and as a matter of fact in a in a few weeks time we're going to have a barbecue lunch down in south lismore we're putting this on we're in charge of this whole event so to speak and janelle saffin says she'll come along now does that mean that suddenly we're going to be politically aligned no 
It just means that we're inviting Janelle into this space. So she's got some opportunity to connect with people with regard to the buyback schemes and, and those sort of things. And we don't have that information. She has that information. And that frees us up just to love people, to connect with people, and to be the church in the community, to be the light on the hill, to be the salt within the, the, the society that we've been called to, to minister to. How can we do this without losing our focus? Once again, I think Peter, in writing this passage, gives a very clear perspective when he says at the very start, your home is not here on earth. You don't belong here. You belong within the kingdom of God, eventually in heaven with Christ. You're foreigners and exiles. But while you're here, while you're here, he's saying to, to live good lives among the pagans. In other words, live good lives amongst the general community. Connect with them. Be a blessing to them. Listen to them. We are called to bring Christ into the centre of our lives, which is really what, what Peter is saying here. And he says we are to show respect to everyone, to be a blessing, ultimately out of what it means to be an ambassador for Christ. So whether it's within these walls, whether it's with the other family of churches, whether it's with mission agencies or the like, or whether it's just us being the church within the community, we're called to look for partners. Not so that we can you know, compromise our beliefs. As a matter of fact, we remain strong and firm in our beliefs as Christ is centre of Lismore Baptist Church and of our individual lives. But we seek to be a blessing and to show respect to all people. And I think that's the spaces where God can do amazing, amazing work. And we've heard stories. We've heard stories over a number of weeks about how that's eventuated. I would encourage you to reflect on that passage and say, how can we be a blessing within our community? Okay, so how about we just pray? And we just say, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for what you have done through your Son, Jesus Christ. That he came, he lived, he died for us as a substitution for our sins. And he rose again, defeating death and bringing about forgiveness of our sin. And so we celebrate that today with the eating of a biscuit representing the body of Christ that was broken and drinking from the cup representing the blood that was shed on the cross the body and blood of Christ for us the forgiveness of sins and the opportunity for fellowship forever and we pray that as we do that help us heavenly father in our partnerships with one another with others outside of the walls of this church for our community guide us and lead us give us a perspective of what your the body of christ is doing across the board but today what we do is we give you the glory and we give you the honor because of what you have done 
for us, for our community, for the family of believers. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.